0: Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. Just a quick heads up that this week's recording is going to be a little bit different. There will be places throughout where I insert a short music clip. That's because our guest today, Mella Barnes, makes her living as a voiceover and studio musician, among other things. So when you hear the music, that's all Mella. Enjoy.
1: When I forget How much I need you You remind me When I lose my way You're the only one Who can find me You're the only one Who can find me
0: Well, hello, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. I'm really excited to share another guest with you today, Mella Barnes. And Mella is a unique blend of right brain and left brain. And she'll tell you a little bit more about that. But most of us are heavily on one side or the other. And she's almost 50-50 right down the middle being balanced. So you'll come to know her and what she does, and it'll make perfect sense to you. But Mella is a session singer, a songwriter, and a voiceover actor. And she's living in Nashville right now. One thing I loved about learning about Mella is she's an animal lover, which of course I am as well. So in addition to her three dogs, she has a rabbit, and Mella, you're going to have to tell us about your rabbit, and any number of foster animals. Um, Mella, would you share a little bit more about yourself and your background, and then we'll dive into our conversation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. And um I do want to talk about my rabbit because <laughs> I love her. Um she was actually my stepsisters and she's a long hair Angora rabbit and so she requires a lot of time and maintenance and that's how I came to have her was <laughs> it was a lot for my stepsister to deal with. So she's mine now and that's that's all about her. But yeah, I am a project manager and session singer at Toonley and I feel like that career really balances my right and left brains together
0: describe for folks who may not know and I will guarantee you many of my podcast listeners won't know what a session singer is many will but not all and I don't think I would have known had I not done more research in it describe what life as a virtual session singer and project manager is like for you what's a typical kind of blend of your day
1: Sure. Well, I started in just session singing, so that was uh, my original passion. Basically, what it is is there are songwriters who write songs, but either they can't sing or they don't feel like they're that confident in their voice, or they're a male songwriter and they're trying to write a song for a female. So in any of those cases, what you'll need to do is bring somebody in to sing the song for you. Now, there are session musicians of all kinds because maybe you don't play the piano, so you'd hire somebody to do that. And so that's what Tundly is, essentially, is we are a company built of different session musicians that you can hire for a project. I was doing my own thing and I was freelance session singing and I started working with Lee and I've been doing that for about two or three years and then they offered me a project manager position which I didn't really know much about it at the time but now I absolutely love it. So what I do for project management is I take the song from beginning to end and just essentially manage the schedule and the workflow and make sure that the songwriter or our client is happy throughout the entire process.
0: Do you work with folks from all over the country? I mean, is all of it virtual? So you will pull in artists from wherever you need them to accomplish the work?
1: Yeah, it's actually all over the world. I think we have a trumpet player in Hungary, and we've got a violinist somewhere in Europe. I mean, we're all over. I would say most of us are based in the U.S., but um, we work with clients and session musicians from everywhere.
0: So take us back to a time before you were a session singer. Did you know that's what you wanted to do?
1: Before is hard because I started when I was 14, so (laughs) I... I started because my cousins and my uncles are all very musical and they had their own recording studios. And so um, I was just kind of put out there through them saying like, oh, my cousin sings, we can bring her in to do this. So I kind of just got started there and that was all in person. And then, you know, I'm dating myself here. But then when the internet became (laughs) more popular, I started to realize, oh, I can do this from my house. I don't have to go anywhere. So yeah, it really wasn't ever anything. I had like an epiphany of this is what I want to do. It's just something I've been doing all along
0: and coming into a field um i know it's changed much over the last 10 15 years maybe even 20 years but really a field that has been for the most part male dominated right mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah i mean is it still pretty much that way
1: um i i uh Had an internship at a recording studio in Detroit once and they asked me if I would clean the bathroom on my first day. (laughs) That was, that's uh, my perfect story of like how little women are considered as, you know, anything to do with the actual music part. I didn't clean the bathroom by the way. I told them that was their job. But um, yeah, I mean it is very male dominated. There is absolutely a place for females though because of the voice especially because if you are a male songwriter or a male producer and you need a female voice, it's really hard to bring a guy in to do that. I will on fire when you turn and smile at me. And oh Something new inside of my bones, and hey, hey yeah, I wanna stay right here in this
0: small How did you think about getting people to take you more serious? Clearly, that's happened as a project manager, that's a pretty heavy duty responsibility. that's a management function within something beyond the artistic side of it so. How did you um, navigate that, I guess?
1: I didn't know that the project management position was even a thing that was available to me. I just loved what I did, fortunately, at the time, which was just session singing but because I loved it so much and I really do love the company I love the people that we work with I love my colleagues so I was always willing to help wherever help was needed and whether that was hey can you sing this in 10 minutes we have a tight deadline or can you stay up an extra couple of hours and work on this whatever it was I would do it because I just loved doing what I did and so then after I would i I don't know how long I've been a project manager. I should have checked that. But I, at some point during my career, they offered me the position and I jumped at it without really knowing what it was yet. But I was just excited to grow with the company.
0: Is kind of taking on things that you don't know about natural to you or have you had to um, kind of stretch into those directions?
1: both um i I'm a curious person by nature, but I'm also very risk averse so there's again, it's the right and left brain balance, right? So I'm just kind of, yeah, I'll try it out, but I'm going to be very nervous the whole time and wanting to make sure that I don't screw anything up, which is not possible. I mean, anything you do, you're gonna screw up, and that's how you learn, right? but yeah, so it's just it's a mix of both i I do jump into things, but I also have a lot of uh, trepidation about it.
0: So when you find yourself kind of with the trepidation piece how do you get over that hump you know so I because I know there's a lot of folks and people will reach out to me and say well how do you know that this won't happen you know I don't want to take this risk because what if it doesn't work out when you hit that wall yourself what do you turn to or how do you think through those kinds of moments?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's important to take every risk in and of itself and analyze it because it's easy to get so bogged down by, oh, what if this or this or this or this happens and you get so nervous about everything, but take each thing as its own separate piece, you know, like taking a new job. Are you going to end up homeless if it doesn't work out? If so, then that's probably too big of a risk, you know, depending on where you are in life. But if it's something small, like a new position in your company, and it's not really going to damage you if it doesn't work out, and it's a development and learning opportunity, then I say always go for it. Even if it doesn't work out, then you've learned something about yourself. You know, but I want to be very careful to say, Go for it, because I don't want people to write you and be like, hey, I lost my house. Thanks a lot. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Well, I know a lot of times there are folks who are list makers, right? So similar, you take the concept you did, will I lose my house, right? So, And they think about what are all the terrible things that could happen? Um, And then, well, if that happened, what would I do with it? you know sure. you know would i survive it or would it impact my family so negatively and maybe this isn't the time for that or what can i do to prevent against that happening but i i love the that you start with just take one risk at a time instead of this huge mountain of stuff coming down on your head going i don't know what to do right so right take it apart piece at a time
1: I and miles.
0: Away, behind this
1: desert what insane.
0: other kinds of success tips do you you know or habits do you have that help you have that um, focus and ability to stay engaged with your work and what you love doing?
1: Um, So this is something that when I developed this habit a couple of years ago, and I don't know if this will apply to everyone, but I have um, panic disorder, which is sort of like anxiety, but a little bit different. And so I've learned from that that there will be days where I cannot get as much work done as I have before. And so what I've always learned is to work as much as you can the days that you can. Because if I can get an extra blog post written, or if I can put in some extra time on mixing a song or whatever I can do that'll give me some padding for later so that if I can't do it, then I'm not super far behind. So I would say if you struggle with depression or anxiety or anything that might impede your work. On your good days, do as much work as you can and then save it up. And also, I would say automate things so that it just becomes something you don't have to think about for like social media posts or anything like that. Make sure that you have kind of a just some padding, some time, so that if you get too sidetracked with a difficult project or if you just, you know, are having a difficult day, you can get stuff done with the same amount of output as before if that makes sense.
0: It makes perfect sense. It's one of those things like look ahead and pull it into the now, especially when you have the capacity now. Um, yeah, I know a lot of folks go, well, I'm done for the day and they go, the rest is for tomorrow. Well, you have no idea what's going to happen to your day. Right. Tomorrow. So maybe you could do just one tiny more thing today and you'd feel great about tomorrow. Yeah. And I will say spoken like a true project manager, <laughs> Ms. Miller. Question for you, though, when you talk about automating, are there special tools or processes that you really rely on now or have come to, over time, just got, this is something I really don't want to do without?
1: Um, I don't know about for project management purposes. Um, We... Toonly is its own site, so we have our own like message board system and we have a chat system, stuff like that, that I don't really even know what programs we use. But for myself, for me, um, I love Buffer as a social media scheduling tool, and I think Hootsuite is another one. But those are things that just allow you to remain visible and keep your SEO up and your visibility up, even on days when you're too busy to post or you just don't feel like it.
0: And how about managing your time? Do you have a special way you think about that?
1: Yeah, Toondly has really helped me with my time management. Um, when I was a session singer, I would do projects whenever I got around to it. So that meant I was literally working around the clock, even if I didn't need to or if it didn't make sense. So when I became a project manager, they gave me actual like office hours. So now I do everything in my working office hours and I have like time off at the end of the day which was a weird transition at first to think like oh wow I don't have to do 50 more projects today I can wait till tomorrow or I got all of them done so I'm good for the rest of the day yeah Tuneslee has really helped me as a session musician but just in general I would give this suggestion to anybody whether you're freelance or you run your own company give yourself working hours give yourself like it doesn't have to be nine to five especially if you're not a nine to five person. I think that's why a lot of people start their own businesses. But you know, if you, if you're a 10 to seven or whatever type of person, then do that, but make it regular.
0: How's that benefited you? So you, you know, when the end of your day is and you have time off, that's a concept. Um, Are you able to leave work behind and walk out and kind of say done?
1: Uh, Not really, (laughs) but um, I am able to know that, oh, okay, it's, I can now step away from my computer. I can walk my dogs or I can, you know, take care of stuff. And then I always, you know, check back in with my work at the end of the night, you know, just to make sure there aren't any fires I have to put out or anything like that. But, you know, overall, I think just giving myself a schedule has helped me with time management so, so much.
0: More time for brushing the little Angora.
1: Yes, and trimming her.
0: <laughs> you know, I want to talk more about your success, but I do have a rabbit question for you. Sure. So, is your rabbit like um, just any other pet that hangs out in your house and comes and goes? Because I heard they were really smart.
1: Yeah. Um, she, my old rabbit before I had this one, she was just like a dog. Like she went outside with them. She came back in. They ate at the same time. This one is a little more destructive. So I'm working with her on that. Um, I don't recommend just leaving a rabbit out if they're not trustworthy. (laughs) But I'm working with her on that. We're learning how to, you know, work with her and have her work with us over what's okay to destroy and what isn't. But yeah, she does come out often. Fun. Yeah. I
0: I just love the vision of that. And (laughs) especially hanging out with her three dogs. If you were to think back about, before you were 14. Well, I guess it's a hard thing because you've already, you've been in music ever since you were a little girl. Yeah.
1: I mean, I had regular jobs though, too, like along the way. So, you know, because music, as much as we all love it, it's not always the best paying of gigs to have. So yeah, I've definitely, I've had regular jobs also.
0: So if you were to talk to a Mella who's young and wants to be in music and maybe didn't have the family that was already in music, and just didn't know anything about how to start or even if they could start, what tips would you give that younger version of yourself?
1: I always say I wish Tundly had existed before I started writing songs and before I started getting into music because that's really what we do is we take people who are wherever you are in your songwriting career, but we especially help, I think, beginning songwriters because we just take them through the whole process. And I wish I had had that because I would be a lot further in my career today if I had had that when we started. But, um, just for if you are, Just getting started as a singer or songwriter or any type of musician, I would say learn everything you can about everything. Most people think of, okay, I want to be a guitar player, so I just have to learn how to play guitar. It's so much more than that in today's world. You really need to know how to do basic accounting, basic budgeting. You have to know social media. You have to figure out how you're going to get yourself out there. There's so much to learn. I really would say treat yourself, your singing, your songwriting as a business, and then learn everything you can about that business. Because really, that's what you are. You know, when you're a musician, you're running your own music business.
0: I would agree with you on that. People don't think about that right It's like it's a business and the ability to understand all the aspects of it actually helps you even if you're not the person who's going to ultimately do those aspects. It lets you understand what's required and make sure that people you are hiring are doing what's required as well. That's really great advice when you think about yourself as a business, you take yourself more seriously. As yes, well.
1: absolutely. Yeah. And that would be another thing. I know musicians have a hard time, or I, I do, and I know maybe some other people will. It's hard to put yourself out there because you feel like, why, why do I matter? Who cares what I have to say? So I think when you focus on what your music does for other people and how you're helping them, it's also a lot easier to put yourself out there.
0: Have you had folks reach back to you and talk to you about the impact that your music has had for them or, or the musicians from Toon Lee have had?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have even just before and after songs on our website that people can hear. So you can hear like what the song was when we got it versus when we finished it. But that's by far my favorite part of what I do is hearing how people have grown as songwriters and as musicians just from working with us.
0: That whole ability to take someone and help them transform into who they want to be.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's by far my favorite thing that I do.
0: So now that you have office hours and have had for a while and you have time off, how do you like to spend that time and how do you renew yourself?
1: Yeah, um, so I've always been, like I said, like we talked about before where I was working around the clock. So having time off was just a weird thing for me. And it has taken me a while to kind of fall into, okay, this is what I like to do in my time off. I love reading. I'm a big uh, reader, but I also have my own blog and I write in that all the time. I'm always busy. I don't like downtime. You know, even when I'm watching TV, I'm folding laundry or do you know doing something. So as long as I'm busy, as long as I have a checklist and I'm checking things off, I'm happy.
0: So what are you reading right now? What kinds of books do you read?
1: I read a lot of business books, um, some self-help. Actually, right now I am reading um, Theft by Finding by David Sedaris. One of my favorite authors by far, but i um it's a huge book. It's like the size of two bricks, so I'm trying to hurry up and get through it <laughs> because it's really heavy to lug around with me.
0: So you're not a um an audible or a Kindle gal?:
1: I do have a Kindle. Um, this actually, I bought this book because I saw him speak in person. And so I was just there and I bought it. But now, yeah, now I'm like, God, why didn't I just buy this on Kindle? <laughs> well,
0: there's some books you need both. Yeah. You need yeah. the hard, hard bound and then you need the electronic that's portable with you. Are you mostly an inside person? You strike me as someone who's also active.
1: Yeah. No, I love being outside, but I'm also like anything below 70 degrees is freezing cold for me. So... Nashville I used to live in Michigan and that was a lot worse for me but Nashville's a lot warmer so as long as it's warm and sunny I'm outside usually hiking or walking my dogs or whatever but yeah I do I love being outside
0: if you were to think of where you might be 10 years from now do you see yourself self still in the music industry and if so what what would you love to be doing
1: I would love it if Toondly continues to grow and so I'm growing with the company and maybe I'm still doing project management, but I'm also learning more about like the technical parts of doing mixing and if I could learn how to do mastering, you know, stuff like that. I would love to grow with Toondly, but really I did not realize how much I loved project management before I started it. But yeah, I would love, I mean, I don't think I think when you're a musician, you'll always be a musician in some way or another. So I would assume in 10 years, I'm doing something music. Not sure what exactly, but something. But we won't
0: lose you from the music field.
1: No, I don't think so. That's great. <laughs> um,
0: the last question, I have two questions. I never have a final question. I realized I said so the last question <laughs> you is, Then I'm thinking, well, that's not true. I have two. I have two questions. But the first of those questions is, if you were to think back, and have one key takeaway or life lesson that you've learned so far what would that be
1: oh i think you know i started keeping an anxiety journal to try to help with my situation and overwhelmingly when i read my entries about like oh i'm so scared this is going to happen this is going to happen it all works out and that would be my one takeaway is everything will work out even if your worst case scenario happens it works out you'll be fine that would be my number one thing to say
0: that's pretty powerful (laughs) i talked to another guest and i off the cuff i said what do you what do you know and she goes i know that everything always works out
1: yeah it's it's so funny and and it might not work out the way you think it will sure but over the course of my life, like most of my biggest fears didn't happen and the ones that did, I'm I'm fine. Everything's fine. So um it's not it's obviously a lesson I'm still working on and still learning, but I think that's a helpful mantra for anyone to have.
0: Well, and it's it's so great that you had your journal that yeah. would let you see that.
1: And I recommend that for people too certainly if you, if you're struggling with depression or anxiety or anything, or or even if you're not, you know, just journaling is really helpful.
0: It's nice to remember where we came from, even if it's only a week ago to go, wow, I've had a great week and I didn't even know. The last thing I wanted to ask you, this really is the last one. The last thing I wanted to ask you is I know there are going to be people who want to know more about you. You've mentioned your blog. Where do people find you besides Tunedly? Um, where can people find you and follow you and see what you're up to?
1: Sure. I'm at melamusic.com. It's all one word. You can find all of my social medias from there. I'm on pretty much all of them. And I, yeah, I would just go to mellamusic.com and then find your preferred social media or whatever. I'm I'm sure I'm on it, except for Snapchat. I don't have that.
0: For folks listening, it's M-E-L-L-A music. And we'll put a link to that in the notes for this so it's easy for folks to, to find it. That's a beautiful website, by the way. Well, I mean, thank uh, you. It's it's really nicely laid out. I just like the aesthetics of it and that you can quickly find stuff on it. So I thought I'd give you those that little feedback on it.
1: Yeah, thank you. I built it myself, so that that helps to know.
0: So your talent you do have that whole right brain left brain thing going on.
1: That was on. something, yeah, that was something I did just jump in and take the risk because I thought, okay, worst case scenario it sucks and I got to hire somebody to do it, but that was something like I learned how to code and I made that. So that was a risk that was worth taking.
0: <laughs> so any gals or guys out there listening who want to know, I don't know if I could code, go check out Mela Music and see what's possible when you jump in and give it a shot. It's really nice. Thank you. Mela, Mella, I want to thank you for being on the show. Is there any parting words that you want to say or last thoughts?
1: I just want to reiterate, it'll all work out. It'll all be fine. Um, and if you need any help with music or you just want to talk music, please reach out to me. I love talking with people and especially like if you're stuck in something and not sure where to go feel free to bounce ideas off of me or whatever you want. You can contact me through my website.
0: That's great. And thanks so much for your time today. And I'm looking forward to watching and seeing what you come up with next.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I had fun.
0: Thanks, Mela. So that's it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, please hop on over to iTunes or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. This helps us get the word out to more people just like you who want to live a no-labels, no-limits life. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.